Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Today, cats rule and dogs drool. Yeah. (laughs) You're the reason that we do this show, and we are so happy that you're tuning in with us today. I'm joined with my co-host and handsome husband, Dewey. Thank you, my love. Hello, cat people and cat-friendly folks. If you'll follow along with us today on Facebook, you can see some visuals on some of the stuff that we'll be talking about, and that's an easy way to also ask questions there in the comment section. But we're not on Facebook as Cat Talk Radio. We are Cat Behavior Solutions, because Cat Talk Radio is an outreach program of Cat Behavior Solutions, where we give you lots of great info on cats and their behavior and how to make them stop doing what you don't want them to do and do more of what you do want them to do. And speaking of cats, we also have a cat of the week. And this week, our cat of the week is Pepe. And Pepe was actually a cat in Dallas Animal Services. And a nice lady came in and I adopted Pepe to her. Pepe has a sister, Paloma. And this wonderful lady, Andrea, is a good friend now and uh, also does some volunteering at Dallas Animal Services with me. And Pepe is in the best of homes. He loves to walk on a leash. See, not only dogs like to walk on leashes. (laughs) Well, if you'd like to have your cat featured on our show, uh, please email your photos and the information and the story about your cat to Molly at cattalkradio.com. And before we move on, I'd like to say, do you know why cats are better than babies? Um, well, well, here we go, because you only I... have to change the litter box once a day. Yay. Uh, <laughs> well, that's true, except that we clean our litter box twice a day. All of them. But I guess that is a whole lot less than changing nasty baby diapers you know i never had babies and i've had lots of cats so i guess that tells you something but you know one of the things about our topic today in cats rule over babies and dogs drool is people do tend to see cats in dog colored glasses as my friend jackson galaxy likes to say um we tend to look at cats especially people who've never owned cats before and think that they should respond like a dog and a lot of cat people get ridiculed and you know there's the crazy cat lady stigma and cats just kind of get a bad rap where dogs are seen as as cool yeah yeah i think dogs are pretty cool too uh okay so but let's let's talk about this for a second um, they, you think cats rule over dogs. Isn't that a little bit biased coming from you as a cat behaviorist? Well, yeah, probably. But 
You know, there's this old adage that's so true. Dogs have owners and cats have staff. And that's really true because cats rule the house by training their owners and dogs are just salivating to please you. Well, just admit it. Dogs are more popular than cats. We see that to be true on shows. Uh, You see more dogs than you see cats. You see it on advertising. There's more dogs than there are cats. So we've got to say, admit it. Dogs are more popular than cats. Well, that's not true. Cats take the internet by storm. There's nothing more popular than a cat video. But you are right. Dogs are liked better. There are some pretty cute cat videos. I know. We just went to that cat video fest. That was kind of fun. Yeah, it was. That was really interesting. You should see that sometime. And then we got to see Goose and Captain Marvel after. That was even greater. I love that cat. You know, you are correct, though, that that dogs are liked better by their owners. Because in a poll... 74% of people said that they liked their dogs a lot. And only 41% of cat owners said they liked their cats a lot. And I'm not sure what that's saying there, but there are also more cats owned in the United States than dogs. There's about almost 95 million cats and about 90 million dogs. And then if you add on top of that, the estimated 70 million free-roaming cats out there, there's a heck of a lot more cats in this country than there are dogs. But another interesting fact in that poll, too, is that only about 47% of of United States households own a cat versus 60% have a dog. And what that means is there's far more cats per household than dogs per household. And that just doesn't make sense to me. Because dogs are the pack animals and do really well living together, while a multi-cat household often produces a lot of stress on them, and the species just isn't really wired to live in a social hierarchy. So it that's kind of strange. So you are right that dogs are liked better, but there are a lot more cats than there are dogs, and I would question that popularity thing, because I think cats got it when it comes to internet videos (laughs) yes they do there there's probably there's thousands if not millions and millions of of different cat videos as well as dog videos and they're all pretty cute i'm sure in one way or another but wouldn't you say that uh cats you the reason people adopt a cat is more for the low maintenance that a cat is i mean dogs you have to get up and walk and you can't leave them alone too much during the day, uh, but the cats are pretty well low maintenance in that regard. Is that why they're adopted more? Um, you know, I, I do get a lot of people in the shelter that have have never owned either a dog or a cat before, and they come in thinking, you know, I want a cat because I'm not home a lot, and, you know, I think it would be a better pet for me because I just don't have a lot of time to spend with them, and it's a, it's a little bit of a myth because cats need um, what I call prey play. They need stimulation and interaction for at least 20 minutes every day. You've got to get out that wand toy and get them jumping and running and, and killing that little that little toy every day. So while you don't have to get out and walk them, um, 
you know, they they do require attention from you. They're not they're not little stuffed animals, and they really don't do that well when you leave them alone for long periods of time. So, yeah, maybe they're lower maintenance if we're talking about walking and and bathroom things, but um, there certainly aren't no maintenance. Well, you know. Um they, they seem like they would be lower maintenance than dogs. But, uh, you know, the one thing you can say about a cat over a dog in that situation is that you don't have to take a cat outside when it's really cold outside or when it's really hot outside. Uh, you pretty much can take care of a cat while they're indoors. So I think that works in the favor of the cat. But let's, let's talk about dogs for a second. But dogs are predators. They're adventurous. They're pack animals, as you mentioned before. Um, they really want to please you most of the time. Cats are just lazy, aren't they? Or look like they are. <laughs> they probably <laughs> do look like they're lazy a lot of the time because they sleep a lot. They, I think they sleep about 16 hours a day, but they don't, not in big spurts. They just take little cat naps. They doze off, but they're always on high alert. And, you know, one of the reason why is something you just mentioned. Dogs are predators. But cats are both predator and prey. So they've got to stay, you know, ready for something to get them all the time. And, you know, they're just not that far removed from their wild ancestors, the African wildcat. So, you know, you'd think, well, our little house cats aren't worried about something getting them. But they're really wired that way. You know, their predators are wild dogs and, you know, just all kinds of things, birds. And so their predators come from above and and next to them. So it does make them a little on edge. Um, but I wouldn't say that they're lazy. They are homebodies. They're certainly very, very territorial, and they're not comfortable going out for adventures. They they like to be home, snuggled up next to you, watching TV, kind of like me, my love. I like to be snuggled up next to you. Yes, and me too. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> And if that were the case, we'd be snuggled up all the all the time if we were kitties. <laughs> we sure would. <laughs> but let's think about it. You can train a dog, and you can train the dog to fetch things like paper or beer uh, or sacks or balls. I mean, have frisbees, and you can do all those things with dogs. I don't think you can do that with cats. Well. True, it might be difficult for a cat to get you a beer, <laughs> but you can teach cats to fetch, but it's probably not things that you'd find useful, um, but you can, seriously, you can train cats, and, and as you know, I, I train cats, I train our cats, our foster cats, and cats in shelters, and I teach people how to train cats, um, and the whole key to training cats is just finding out what stimulus they like and what they're going to be motivated to work for. In other words, like shaved chicken is a really good motivator for cats and you can get them to do pretty much anything they want to do for shaved chicken. But, you know, their motivation is not pleasing us, whereas a dog absolutely is all about how am I going to make my pack master happy? And that, that's not in a cat's, cat's DNA. So 
I get that, um, and and I I mean still there's a toss up about who uh, can fetch better than the other, or or uh, who can be the better animal when it comes to training. Um, but let's talk about how smart they are, because um, dogs have to be smarter because they can be trained easier. Cats, I just can't see them being trained very easy. Well, they are if you're trying to train them to do something they want to do. <laughs> the key is finding out what that is. You know, it's easy to train a cat to come, sit, high five. Um, we can teach them to, you know, touch things. Um, it, it's easy to teach them that stuff. But dogs are easier to train and learn quicker, again, because they want to please us. So the dogs, as I've said, are pack animals, and they see their, their owners as the pack leader. And they want to do anything they can to maintain their status in the pack by pleasing you. So they're motivated by that. And the cat's not going to be motivated by that. He's going to be motivated by that that shaved chicken. But as far as smarts, um, cats retain information an amazing amount longer than dogs. They've they've shown that if you teach a cat to do something or an event happens, a dog's going to remember that for five minutes versus a cat's going to remember that for 16 hours and may even have lingering memories of if it's a real highly stimulated event like a fight with another cat or something like that. So they do retain information longer and it's kind of questionable and from a science standpoint as to what you define as, as smarter. Some people define, um, you know, information retention as smarter. And, you know, but, but as far as learning a new trick quickly, dogs probably have them on that. <laughs> I think that's better. You know, dogs just want to please you. I think that's better than re- cats retaining information. Well, it's better if you like a subservient companion animal. (laughs) You don't strike me as the kind of guy that likes subservient companions. I'm certainly not that. So, you know. (laughs) That's a little different, my love. (laughs) That's for another show. (laughs) Uh, You know, dogs do want to please you, but cats socialize differently than, than dogs. Cats develop a symbiotic relationship with you and you know they might even show you appreciation for for your contribution to their environment like feeding them or cleaning their litter box and things like that you know they don't need a social structure like dogs do but they're very very capable of being affectionate companions well I I totally agree with that. We we have several, and I love the the kitties. But you know, dogs seem to just keep rising to the top every time you have a conversation with somebody. They're always talking about their dog, and not so much about their cat. So here's one: dogs have uh, a sense of smell, which is much better than cats, uh, because they use dogs to rescue. Uh, search and rescue things. I don't ever see a search and rescue cat out there. Not true. There is. There's a Canadian Avalanche Rescue Cat Association. Absolutely. Wow, really? They're using, yes. I have not they're, heard of them. They're, they're beginning to use cats for, for search and rescue. There's even a cat named Henry who's been trained to find missing cats. 
Um, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, because, you know, a, a cat's skill at detecting scents is, is all about genetics. Um, there's a, uh, there are, and it's all about actually the ability to discriminate between different scents. So we have these protein receptors called V1Rs, and and those are what predict a mammal's ability to discriminate the difference between the scents. And let's put this into perspective: humans have two V1R protein receptors. Dogs have nine, and cats have thirty. So you can see that cats cats can can smell better and that they can really tell the difference between smells. And some other reasons that cats make great um, search and rescue animals is that they're good at fitting into tight places. They maintain their balance really good. Um, you know, because of their noses and their sense of smell, obviously, they're better. Their agility and ability to to maneuver themselves, you know, the, um, they they actually have more potential, I think, than dogs to be used for detection. And you know, you should go out there and look up the Canadian Avalanche uh, Rescue Cat Association. And I think we're getting ready to go to break. So while we're on break, go ahead, Google Canadian Avalanche Rescue Cat Association. It's pretty cute looking at those little kitties in in harnesses in the snow. (laughs) And before we go to break, I want to do a shout out to Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards has a company called Brian Edwards Wealth Management, and he specializes in guaranteed lifetime income products. And I want you to go out and look up Brian. He is a great asset to have and helps you to be able to afford more cats. So it's brianedwardswealthmanagement.com. And we will be right back. Stay with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Cat Talk Radio with Molly DeVos. To reach the show... 
please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you may send an email to molly at cattalkradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now, back to the show. Hello, and welcome back to Cat Talk Radio. We're here with Molly DeVos, and uh, we're talking about cats rule and dogs drool. And we have been having a really good discussion on the differences between cats and dogs. And uh, we left the show talking about how cats can also be search and rescue animals and how they're actually starting to train some of those. And Molly gave you a place to uh, look at. And um, that sounds pretty interesting. It sounds like a a fun place to go see these cats um, rescuing folks. So, Molly, let's get back, dive back into it a little bit. Okay, give me some more reasons why cats are better than dogs. I'm going to give you ten reasons why cats are better than dogs. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Reason number one. Let's start out down. when they're... I'm going to write them down. So I can get write them down. Get out a piece of paper because I want you to remember this. Cats rule. Dogs drool. <laughs> okay. Reason number one, starting off when they're young. Kittens require a whole lot less potty training than puppies. Kittens basically come litter box trained, where a puppy's kind of like a child. It takes a while to get it to know that it's supposed to go outside and not inside the house. you got to admit, that's a pretty good benefit. Yes, it is. Number two. Cats don't take up much space. How about that one? That's a really good one also. I guess unless you had one of those teeny tiny little teacup dog things, they probably don't take up much space. But in general, I think Or unless your cat is a lion. (laughs) Well, we're not talking about lions. This show is about house cats. (laughs) Keep it in the house. (laughs) So in general, cats don't take up much space. (laughs) Number three. Here's a really good one for you. Cats are less expensive over their lifespan. They're less expensive from the minute you adopt them. Like at Dallas Animal Services, the adoption fee for a cat's only $35, and the regular adoption fee for a dog is $85. So from the minute you adopt them, the adoption fee is less. You don't have to replace as many destroyed toys because dogs chew up their toys and cats tend to not destroy their toys as much. Dog walkers, you know, if you're working all day, you got to hire somebody to come to the house and walk the dog and, you know, probably boarding also in there. So for a variety of reasons, over the lifespan of a cat versus a dog, cats are less expensive. And number four, Cats are content indoors, and, and I think that's that's better than dogs because you don't have to take them out, obviously. Um, number five, here's a really good one for you. Cats respect your personal space, you know, because sometimes you don't want a pet in your face. You know, you're sitting there trying to unwind from a long, stressful day, and, and there's Spot. <laughs> Hey, throw the ball, throw the ball, take me out, take me out, pet me here, don't you still love me? <laughs> and the cat just comes over and curls up next to you and starts to purr. And if you get up, it probably will get up and move away from you. 
So I kind of like that, the fact that cats respect your personal space. I don't know that that's true either because I've seen cats typing emails every time I'm in front of my computer. And you too. Your cat uh, <laughs> is always in front of your computer with you, so he may not be drooling and, and panting, but he sure is in front of your space. <laughs> well, I, okay, that's true. They they do seem to disrespect your computer keyboard space. That's true. But here's one for you. Cats make great pest control. And you got to admit, if you have rats or mice, a cat's going to do a heck of a lot better job than a dog in pest control. I agree with that. Number seven, cats are quieter. As a rule of thumb, they are. You know, dogs will bark and, and carry on, and whereas cats are pretty quiet. Now, I do have some behavior consults where um, cats are screaming, you know, at different times of the day, but that usually has to do with something they're not getting that they think they need. Um, but for the most part, cats are quieter. Wouldn't you agree? I have to call, no, I have to call BS on that one for sure. We sometimes have a cat screaming in the middle of the night. So, you know, like our cat Tabasco has done that in the past and wake you up at 3 a.m. All right. Well, like I just said, that some people have cats that scream in the middle of the night. But, you know, there's there's fixes for that. That's t- typically because the cat's not on a on a proper feeding schedule. So if you feed the cat right before you go to bed, you know, say that's 1030 or 11 and you feed them 20 minutes after you get up. And that's probably, you know, 730 in the morning or so. Um, that's a long span, actually, to ask a cat to go without food. Because in the wild, they'll eat nine to ten small meals a day. So I usually tell people to get food timers, and and that helps set up a, a timer to go off in the middle of the night that contains treats or something at about 3 a.m. And, and as you know, that's quieted him down for the most part. That's true. That's true. And that was an amazing thing that happened. So I, I have to agree with that. All right. Reason number eight, that cats are better than dogs. I got to tell you, cleaning a litter box is easier than taking a dog for a walk. I've only got to clean the litter box two times a day. I've got it set in my routine. I do it in the morning, you know, right after I've fed everybody. And then I do it at night, right before I go to bed. And a dog, you got to take them out for a walk several times a day. Or you got to let them out back to pee and then they come back all muddy so that whole cleaning up after their excrement cats are much easier and speaking of cleaning up reason number nine cats clean themselves they don't require baths i have a lot of people who try to bathe their cats and i i I can't understand why they're doing that because cat's tongue is built like a like a little comb and they literally use it to comb their fur and to, to clean themselves. You do have to clip their nails and, and brush them, but they're they're basically self-groomers. And if you have like a long-haired cat, really long-haired Persian or one of those breeds that, that can't get their tongue all the way through all that fur, or an older cat that might not be grooming itself, um, then it might need some help. Usually those uh, wet wipe groomers or spray-on shampoos are better than trying to immerse your cat into a bath like you have to with dogs. 
And if you need some help grooming and you live in Dallas, there's actually a lady, uh, her name is Linda Carstens, and she has a, a business called Loving Cat Care Mobile Grooming Services. And she'll actually come to your house and groom your cat right there in the comfort of your home. That's a pretty cool deal. Wow. I think that is a really cool deal. And I wonder if they have something like that for dogs. Have you heard of anything like that for dogs? Oh, yeah. They have all kinds of mobile grooming dog services. It's oh, unusual wow. unusual to have a cat grooming mobile service, but, but Linda does a good job at that. I need a mobile personal grooming service myself. That would be awesome. <laughs> Why not? Well, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Wait, you know- wait, wait. I'm not done. That was only number nine. Slow up over there, cowboy. Oh, my gosh. I was just jumping, jumping like yeah. the dog. I was like the dogs, jumping, you jumping, jumping. You are like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Dewey. Sit. That's, Stay. that's for another show, my love. <laughs> Reason number 10, cats provide a great health benefit. You know, petting a cat has been proven scientifically to reduce stress, lowers your blood pressure and your heart rate. Now, dogs do provide more exercise. That's true because you've got to take them in and out all the time. But, you know, when a cat purrs, they've done a lot of scientific study on cats purring because it's a pretty magical thing. It actually helps strengthen their bones. And so they're trying to find out, like, if a cat is purring on you, it actually can have positive effects on, on your own joint mobility. So get a cat to cuddle up in your lap and purr, and it's healthy for you. All right, now give us your little trivia, Dewey. I just wanted to get it out there because, you know, I'm trying to be an advocate for the dogs. You know, there's 13 United States, 13 states in the United States that have dogs, uh, um, have have named dogs as a state dog. Maryland made the Chesapeake Bay Retriever as its state dog in 1964. Massachusetts, of course, has the Boston Terrier. Of course, that makes sense. Boston, Massachusetts. Go Terriers. <laughs> uh, but there are only five states that I know of that have cats. Well, that's true. That's true. They're definitely, like I said before, dogs are more popular. But, you know, it, Maine is one of the few states that doesn't have a state dog, but they have a state cat. And guess what that is? It's the Maine Coon, of course. Maryland (laughs) I mean that makes sense kind of like Boston you know those are good looking cats they are they are good looking cats big big cats they tend to be a little bitey I had a Maine Coon once and uh, he would bite kids he hated kids he was hated okay see that's bad he was scared of kids cats really don't experience the emotion hate but they do experience fear and they do And they do lash out um, in fear, which often looks like hate or, you know, mean, but they're not really either of those things. Um, but anyway, I had a Maine Coon that was very fearful of kids and would often bite them. It, it was not good when I had friends visiting with young kids. But anyway, they are absolutely gorgeous breed. And, you know, Maryland has the Calico Cat as their state cat. And Massachusetts has a tabby cat, and Colorado and Tennessee have adopted shelter cats and dogs as their state dogs and cats. I wish Texas had a state cat. 
wonder what it would, it would be if we did. It would be the bobcat. <laughs> I think we're talking domestic cats. It might be the wild boar if it was a dog, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the wrong species. Wonder so, what it would be. You know, since our state flower is the blue bonnet, wonder if it would be a Russian blue, kind of keeping with a blue thing or something. Well, that would be interesting. I'd, I would have no idea. I think bobcat would work. Bobcat for Texas. I vote Bobcat for Texas. So uh, if you're listening to this show, type in uh, to Facebook what you think Texas would be, would name their cat. That's a good one. Not name their cat, but what type of cat do you think that they would use as the state cat? Right, right. What breed, what breed of cat Mm -hmm. would make a good, hey, speaking of cat breeds, you know, there's actually a cat show coming up. Um, next month, mid-April, April 13th and 14th, by the way. That's like Saturday, Sunday, and I think it's like 9.30 to 4.30. And um, if you want to see some cat breeds, maybe we can go there. Well, I'll be there for sure, actually. I'm I'm going to have a booth there uh, in the back where the speakers are by the education ring because I'll also be in the education ring both days um, talking about behavior issues and stuff like that. Um, so come, it's going to be at the Mesquite Convention Center, and it's cute. It's called Kittens, Cats, and Cowboy Hats, and uh, you can come check out all the breeds and, and see what you think um, Texas might should have. And you know what? I have 10 free entries, although it's not that expensive to get in. It's like $10 admission for adults, five for children at the door, but um, oh, six and under are even free. But I've got 10 free admission passes. So I tell you what, if you go out to Facebook, find Cat Behavior Solutions on Facebook, and if you do a review on Cat Talk Radio and Cat Behavior Solutions, because Cat Talk Radio is a part of Cat Behavior Solutions, I will get you one of these free entry passes to the cat show next month. So go out to Facebook, give us a good review, and uh, I'll get you. I'll hook you up for the cat show. It's going to be fun. Can't you? I know you're so excited to go, honey. I'm excited. I, I love the title. What Kittens, title cats, again? and cowboy hats. <laughs> I just want to see how many cats are in cowboy hats there. Are you going to wear yours? Absolutely. Wear my hat and my boots. I wonder if they're going to have cats and boots, too, since they're in Texas. Mm. There is a little cat in a cowboy hat on the promotional flyer, a little white cat. It's pretty cute, actually. (laughs) I'll be looking for that. So um, just before I know we're about to go to break for a minute, but let's let's just quickly start on um, talking about dogs. Dogs are good service animals and they're recognized as service animals so you don't see too many cats as service animals well that's true in fact the american disability act says that cats cannot be service animals Uh, i know that airlines let everything on you know snakes i think and parrots even for a a emotional support animal but but for a an authorized ada dog the wording is very specific to guide dogs for the visually impaired and assisting with hearing impaired and retrieving objects for people who who can't get things for themselves but but there are emotional support and therapy cats you know i used to to take cats to a nursing home 
every weekend and and visit with the people there. They loved petting cats. Um, hospitals is another great place, especially children's hospitals, to take cats and kittens. Just be sure to trim their nails uh, real well before you you take a cat into a nursing home or a hospital. And uh, they do need certification for that as well. But it's not through the American Disability Act. Also, cats are really great for for PTSD. Um, emotional support so while they're not um, really guide cats you know if you're blind you're probably not going to want to be following a a cat on a harness around (laughs) (laughs) no Um, I I would have to argue with the ADA about hearing impaired Um, I would think that cats could could actually pick up sounds better than dogs but I guess the problem is is toting them around with you to assist with you all the time so um, that's probably probably why that makes sense okay they're going to make us go to break now my love so you people stay with us please we will be right back after this short break and we're going to talk more about how cats rule and dogs drool Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Cat Talk Radio with Molly DeVos. To reach the show... Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you may send an email to molly at cattalkradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with Molly DeVos on Cat Talk Radio, and we have been talking about uh, cats rule and dogs drool. And what yes, are the main they differences? Do. <laughs> <laughs> and what are some of the main differences between cats and dogs? And uh, I have been playing the dog advocate, and Molly has been um, talking about the differences between the cats and the dogs, and 
what pet owners could be looking for. So uh, let's dive right back into this a minute, Molly. Uh, dogs, um, they age differently than, than humans, and they age differently than cats. Uh, do cats and dogs age the same, though? Um, well, a, you know, you've always heard that a dog will age about seven years for every human year, and and that's roughly true. We're going to actually post a chart. This is a very interesting chart on uh, on Facebook. Um, it's from the Ohio State University, and and it'll show you that for dogs, actually, the size of your dog, of course, uh, depends on how fast it ages. You know, if it's a under twenty pounds when it's three years old, it's about twenty eight years equivalent human age. But if it's one hundred and twenty pounds or heavier, it's thirty nine years. So. Those big breed dogs don't typically live to past about nine, and the smaller breeds, under 20 pounds, um, relatively equivalent to cats, and then uh, the two other sizes of dogs live a little shorter even. So cats and dogs kind of track for the first few years um, in their in their lifespan. <clears throat> a one-year-old kitten is kind of developmentally equivalent of about a 15-year-old human. Um, the physical maturity of a two-year-old cat is roughly about a 25-year-old human. And then for each year after the first two, then, you know, each cat year is about four human years. So that makes a five-year-old cat about 36 human years old, but a five-year-old dog is equivalent to about 38 years old, the small dog, and 20 pounds or, or less. And then they track about two years difference, you know, from, from there on out. So like Tabasco, who's 14, is now 72 in human years, whereas you know, little digit who's about four months is probably only about seven. And he acts like he's two. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. So let's talk about uh, the title of our show, uh, Dogs Drool. And we all know dogs do drool, but what about cats? Do they drool? <laughs> dogs do drool. You know, it's one of the things that I personally don't like about owning a dog. I was going to say don't like about dogs, but I like dogs. In fact, I love dogs. I, I think they're so cool. It, I find it hard at the shelter to work with dogs because they have such human emotion on their face. You know, again, because they're pack animals, they actually learn to watch our facial expressions and, and relate that back to whether we're happy or sad. Or And so they learn what facial expressions mean, what emotions. And they're really good at mimicking that. And they look at you so longingly. Whereas if you look at the cats, they pretty much have that resting bitch face all the time <laughs> and it's a whole lot easier to you know walk through the shelter and and just not feel as sorry for them quite honestly so you know um but anyway i i, I do love dogs just because i don't work with them in the shelter doesn't mean i don't love them 
But that drool, oh my gosh. I actually did own a dog once and I had a, a sunroof in my car and the dog would stand up in the console between the driver's seat and the passenger seat and stick his head out the sunroof. And of course he would drool and it would drip down in my car and onto my <laughs> shoulder. Oh my God. It was, it was just nasty and that stuff stinks too. <laughs> and you know, I, I when it comes to dogs, if I were going to have a dog, I'd have a big old breed. You know, I like the hound dogs and the Great Danes. I like the ones that really drool and you know they shake their head and they that stuff just flies everywhere no not for me not for me um but um yes a cat actually can drool i, I had a cat once adopted uh, from dallas animal services his name was was quarter zone cory i called him for short and he would get in your lap and he would purr and purr and purr and then he'd just start drooling like crazy it would drip I remember some guy was in the shelter trying to adopt him, and he had him up on his shoulder, and, and Corey was just dripping all down his shirt, and he decided that was not for him. But they also salivate when they're hungry. Um, you know, if a cat's hungry, it'll it'll salivate, and, and so it does. I guess they do drool. I guess I'd say they more salivate than drool, kind of like men sweat and women glow. Dogs <laughs> drool and cats salivate. I don't think that's quite how that goes, but okay. it is. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, another thing dogs make a mess of is drinking water. A dog will scoop water up with their tongue and it's it's just sloppy if you've watched it, especially if you watch it in slow motion. That stuff you just get the water everywhere. Whereas a cat has this really cool little tongue technique where it, it, it hits the surface of the water and it draws the water up and they know exactly when to close their mouth before gravity pulls it back into the bowl. So like they don't ever get the water everywhere. If you look at a dog bowl, it's just water and drool all over around it. Whereas, you know, cat bowl is very neat and tidy. So what about uh, cat panting? Uh, what happens when a cat is panting? Because a dog will pant all the time, but what happens when you see, you don't see cats doing that much, but they do do that. What, what, what would be a, a concern if you saw that? Yeah, and, and dogs are usually drooling when they're panting too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> when a cat pants, it usually means it's it's stressful. You know, they don't release heat uh, through their mouths like dogs do. Dogs will pant as a as a temperature control, and uh, and cats don't do that. It's typically stress-related or breathing problem, too. I know a lot of times you'll see a little bub, that, that celebrity cat, he pants, and, and I think it's because of his, his obstructions and, and a hard time breathing. They're trying to mouth-breathe, but very, very, very rare for a cat to be panting. Should be a, a sign that there's some, some stress happening. Yeah, that's good information because you don't see that very often. But when you do, you should really take care of your, take notice of that with your cat. So let's talk about cat bites uh, versus dog bites. A single bite from a cat can really do some harm to you, whereas a single bite from a dog is painful and and is disturbing. It uh, doesn't doesn't really kill you. I guess a dog can kill you with a lot of bites uh, and and take you down. Uh, whereas a cat cannot. Uh, those are two distinct differences. But let's talk about a single bite. 
a single bite from a dog and a single bite from a cat, what's the difference? Well, actually, a, a cat bite can kill you. Um, I will either can kill you if you have a, a real compromised immune system, but cats in particular carry a large number of dangerous bacteria in their mouths that, that cause tissue infections. Um, with bite wounds. So it's, you know, you don't want to raise a cat to bite. A lot of people will think it's funny, guys in particular. <laughs> mm-hmm, that would be you. Um, <laughs> tend, <laughs> tend to play rough with cats with their hands when they're kittens. You know, you do the claw at the kitten and the kitten jumps up and grabs the claw and that's really fun. Well, that's funny until the cat's about seven and weighs 15 pounds and is biting, you know, the young child that's visiting because you've you've taught it that that's okay and that hands are toys. So don't entice your cat to bite. Hands are for petting and loving and feeding and grooming, but they're not toys. And uh, and you don't ever want to encourage cats to bite. You know, as you know, I've been bit pretty seriously uh, on many occasions, hospitalized on, on one occasion from the bacteria of a cat bite. Their teeth are needle sharp. So when they bite in, you know, the tooth pulls out and the tissue closes. So no amount of flushing that tissue gets the bacteria out. And then the bacteria gets into the tissue and then eventually into the bloodstream. And then you end up in the hospital, which trust me is boring and no fun whatsoever whereas dogs you know they typically bite and rip so you'll get a tear from a from a dog bite whereas cats puncture deep and then pull out they don't really rip so because a dog bite dog's teeth are are bigger and more blunt and they're ripping that actually opens that wound so that it can be cleaned out so it's usually not not as dangerous as a cat bite that's true and you know dogs have 42 teeth and cats only have 30 did you know that no i did not know that i've never counted the teeth on either one, so I wouldn't have known that anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably also something you you just shouldn't sit around and and do like I'm bored. Let me cap, count my cat's teeth. No, let, let's not go there. But you know, yeah. it, it, here's another thing: if you have an open wound and your cat, you know how sometimes dogs and cats lick sores and and things like that. If you have an open wound and your cat is licking it, stop it. And go put a Band-Aid on it because they do have bacteria in their saliva too. And if they're lip- licking an open wound of yours and, and get that bacteria in the skin and then it settles into the flesh before you clean it off, that can absolutely start an infection. And you know you hear about cat scratch fever. Remember that song? I am going to yeah. save you and not sing it. You sing it, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> not even. Well, Cat scratch fever is a real thing because they also have bacteria in their claws, not only just naturally, but think about it, you know, they they do use a litter box and they're, you know, covering with litter that has lots of bacteria from poop and pee in it. And so their feet carry a large amount of bacteria. And so when a cat scratches you, often that scratch will become infected and you can get like fever and chills and almost flu-like, mild flu-like symptoms from from cat scratches and, and cat bites and from that bacteria. So good thing not, just, just don't let your cat bite you. If your cat's biting you and you're having some aggression problems, shoot me an email and let's talk about that because you need to get that fixed before somebody gets seriously hurt. Yeah, that sounds very serious. And I would suggest that everybody take 
that kind of information seriously. So um, the number one thing for dogs, they are the best hunters. Yay. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, cats dogs, sleep too much. Dogs do hunt. Um, you know, you got your beagles and, you know, they make great hunting companions, I suppose, if you're into that. Personally, I, I don't I don't kill things. As you know, even the spiders, yep. we take them outside to live on the plants. But um, that's not my job. Killing's not my job in this lifetime. But at any rate, they, they are pretty good hunters. But, but you know, as far as hunting prey, if you go back to when the two species uh, came to the United States originally, cats actually made 40 dog species extinct. Um, because they outcompeted them for food supplies, um, because really? cats are more effective hunters. I would not have known that one. That's and, crazy. And so, yeah, cats actually played a significant role in making forty dog species extinct. We're going to share a link on on the Facebook page to to that story because it's it's quite an interesting story. And there's researchers have found no evidence whatsoever that dogs have wiped out a single cat species. So, you know, cats cats actually are better hunters of the of the food that's out there roaming in the wild. So much so that they've eaten up so much the dogs uh, went extinct. So, cats rule the hunting category. Wow, I think that's still up for debate, but okay. (laughs) That's your story and you're sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Okay, well, we've got a few minutes before we close out the show. Uh, Tell us real quickly, what's the difference between uh, species and food, the type of food that each eat? Well, that's for another show. Actually, that was last week's show. So if you want to know what cats need to eat, um, tune in to last week's show about nutrition. Uh, Basically, dogs are carnivores and cats are obligate carnivores, which means cats absolutely must have meat to survive. And dogs can eat uh, meat, obviously, primarily, but they can can live off trash, vegetables and and fruit, whereas cats can't. But there's a big difference in, in how they eat, you know, even in the wild. Dogs will eat meals. And cats eat snacks. Cats' stomachs are much smaller in comparison to their body than dogs' stomachs and other species. So they'll eat nine to ten tiny meals a day, whereas dogs will eat a whole a whole meal. So they they eat very differently. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, I really thought that they uh, kind of ate out of the same bowl. You see some people that will you know put both cat and dog food bowls together but we've had a really good show here today and uh any final thoughts molly before we take this show off the air and on to the next one final thought cats rule dogs (laughs) rule (laughs) okay and and do so post on Facebook what you think texas state cat ought to be we need to start lobbying for that that's it have a great week people All right. Thank you, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. 
Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program next Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 